Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapping on Racing. Good evening, fans. Welcome once again to Wrapping on Racing. Uh, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you? I'm doing well, Don. Uh, a, a fun weekend of racing so far. Uh, we're fortunate the tracks are open, but I tell you what, we've had some pretty hot weather here in western Pennsylvania. It looks like it's going to continue. Hey, our guests include Chris Brink, Kyle Larson, Chaz Wolbert, Levi Yetter, plus Tommy Dembowski. We also have Victory Lane interviews with John Mollick, Garrett Paul, and Tom Beck. Regular reports from Jennerstown Speedway, Larnerville Speedway, and Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We want to welcome Butch Pettit from Barrington Passage, Nova Scotia, and Steve Austin of Cornelius, North Carolina, to the Rappin' Racing family. And remember, if you miss any of the program, you can go to RappinOnRacing.com. Dave, one of the things that you and I were talking about, really uh, a nice effort by uh, Rob Cochran at Number One Cochran, uh, he and Christina, uh, their foundation, uh, they announced at a press conference recently that uh, they made a financial donation, which was the equivalent of one million meals to the Greater Pittsburgh Food Bank to help families and individuals affected by the COVID-19. The donation is intended to help these victims uh, that are having hunger issues and are struggling throughout western Pennsylvania. What a heads-up move by uh, Rob and Christina. It is. They're, they're such a, a great ambassadors just to the western Pennsylvania area for uh, charities that they do. And, and Don, I think one of the things that people forget during this whole pandemic that we had, some of us are less fortunate than others. And, 
when you see the news, and you know, we I hate to watch news because it's generally bad information. But when you see when there other companies are donating food, the cars, and you can't judge a, a book by the cover, as the saying goes. I mean, there's people out there that have families that have the need for this. So, so for Rob and Christina, with their foundation provide, like you said, is um, close to a million meals, that's going to feed a lot of people, and uh, it's just a wonderful gesture by a wonderful couple. Uh, one of our guests tonight is going to be Chris Brink, and uh, I don't want to go too far into the interview, but uh, he's going to have a late model and a modified, and you'll hear that in his interview, but I know you visit with him on a regular basis, and I was teasing him about those beautiful dogs. He said uh, they're just part of the team. They are. Uh, it, it, it's funny when I get, when I go and visit them, and they eat, you know, there's one older, and then there's old, two blacks, ones and a white one, and she's a rescue dog. And they, it's just the, the funny thing is, you know, I'm, I'm such an animal lover, but you, you you can't make the mistake of petting just one because if you pet one, you're, you're double, you're triple team. But but it's it, it's great. You're right. They they bring they bring the animals to the. Uh, the races, and they're a part of it. So it will be good on our next trip uh, back to Jennerstein uh, to see not only Chris again, but uh, the, our uh, three, four, four, or four-legged furry friends. A uh, lot of activity at Lernerville, uh, uh, several monumental events. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, Tom Beck. Yeah, just, you know, Tommy Beck is, uh, I always call him Tommy because there's other Tom, his dad, but uh He's worked so hard. Again, I don't want to get, like you said, with Chris, I don't want to get too far with his interview, but uh, for him picking up the first win, it was it meant a lot to him, and I think the fans will hear that in the interview. Early in the night, I had gone down to talk to John Mollick, and he didn't want to do an interview, and he said, why don't you interview my wife? Well, when I talked to Kim, she didn't want to do it either, but finally uh, she did a really nice interview. And I even said, you know, John, she does a better interview than you. Well, I got a text uh, after the uh, races and, and uh, when he won the modified race, and she said, I think that interview was good luck. And so uh, I'm going to go with that. But then you have a nice interview with John. Boy, what a weekend he was having. Wow. Yeah, he did uh, just uh, a great weekend. Uh and again, not to dive too much into the interview we and I, I was able to do with John, but you know, pick, him picking up his first modified win. He's been knocking on the door seconds and thirds, and uh, for him to survive that first lap melee, and we'll you know, he'll describe that in the interview. But it's great to see two guys in. And Don, you know, you can relate to this better than I do. You know, you've watched so many people grow up. Uh, from you know those kids playing in the sandbox or whatever, and not so much John Mollick because I don't you know John's just I mean he's not old, but these guys that were once the the, the teenagers in their twenties now are in their forties, and for them to pick up wins, it's very important to them. When Tommy Beck was eight years old, he said, "Can I be on rapping on racing?" And I said, "Yes," and he did a nice interview. I often laugh about when Tom. I uh, got into the John Sikoski Modified at Motordrome in 96. I convinced him to bring the car up there, and he climbed in the car, and he said to Ronnie Dakencope, the builder of the car, what's that third pedal for? And <laughs> that was uh, 
Uh, they just shrugged their shoulders. But once he learned how to shift gears, he won that big $3,000 to win race at the end of the season, and I believe he was the track champion. So uh, Tommy's come a long way. Well-deserved win. Now, getting back to Mollick, he almost pulled off another win at the Herb Scott Memorial, but uh, Garrett Paw got him on one of the last restarts. He did. It's just in racing now, the cars are so equal in when you make that, and any, we're going back to a, a, a segue back to NASCAR, or you know, a couple this past Wednesday when they put that cone out there, you have to make that decision to go inside or outside, and that's that's not the pit crew. You can work your tail off all night. That's up to the the driver, and sometimes in Tommy Beck's case, that the driver chose the bottom, and he had the outside to his advantage, and John for some reason chose the bottom and. And in Pittsburgh, Don, and you can attest, it is such a momentum track. So once he got out front and had clean air, I mean, John was trying to chase him down. But, again, you know, win with the modified Friday night at Lernerville and a second-place finish in the Herb Scott Memorial. Not a bad weekend. We also have a nice interview that uh, Lenny Baticki did with Chaz Wolbert, and that would have been from two weeks ago. And I wanted to share that with the fans from uh, Pittsburgh. And then you had an opportunity to talk to Kyle Larson at Sharon. I did. Uh, there's a song out there, all I do is win, win, win. And this young man is on a roll. I think he has like 18 wins in his last 35 races. Uh, his worst finish is like a six. So that that's not too bad. But the best part of it, and I don't want to ruin the interview, uh, you know, Kyle has gone through some tough times this year, but I have never seen somebody that we would say in the forefront that is so accessible for to the fans. And uh, I think the listeners will enjoy the interview that we have with Kyle. Well, fans, what we'd like you to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember, if you miss any of it, just go to RappingOnRacing.com. It's available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's archived. You can hear it anytime you want. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. Now, we're going to pause and then do the close, okay? Okay. It's hard to believe, Dave, how much was stacked into tonight's show. A lot of nice interviews from you and Lenny and some of the others. Uh, wow. I hope the fans are enjoying this as much as we are. I'm enjoying it. And one thing I think some of the listeners will hear is not only, you know, we love doing what we do, but and I think the, I know the fans do, but it's really when you hear the comments from the drivers, Don, it means a lot to what we do. And not only to ourselves, but the other people, the Chuck Bollingers that are out there, you know, promoting the, the sport of auto racing. And we love doing it. Sometimes, you know, we don't get a whole lot of rest, but in the end, it puts a smile on my face. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. 
Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the -the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopole. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochrane when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochrane.com. All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of the Jennerstown Speedway, Mike Lisikowski. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, Don. Thank you very much for having me, as always, because we have a fantastic night of racing to report on. And we'll jump right into the action from Saturday night after four different winners from three different states parked in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane for the Martellus Pharmacy's late model division in 2020. Albert Francis became the first repeat winner of the season at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Other winners on TMT Transportation Triad Metals Trucker Appreciation Night were Anthony Aiello in the Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds, Casey Flegel in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, Dale Kimberly in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers, and Michael Strauss in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Four Cylinders. Round two of the Ron's Collision Center Enduro Series was completed after the races with Josh Dunmeyer and Nick Nemec victorious. Many fans, and even some competitors, believed that five-time Jennerstown Speedway champion Barry Audi was likely to notch his first win of the year prior to the start of the 30-lap feature race for the Martellus Pharmacy's late model division. 
one week prior, Audi made a stunning drive toward the front after being involved in a collision early in the race. And by luck of the draw on Saturday night, Audi started the event from the front row alongside former winner Zane Farrell. When the green flag waved, former modified champion Farrell surrendered the lead from his pole position to Audi. On lap two, Albert Francis passed Farrell for the runner-up position. Farrell has struggled a little bit in 2020, while Francis scored a win just two events prior. On the third lap, Francis made a quick pass of Audi to become the race leader. Francis, among the youngest competitors in the field, immediately pulled away from Audi by four car lengths. In the early laps, former modified winner Jared Barclay advanced from eighth starting spot to fourth position. But nearing the midpoint of the race, a more impressive charge to the front was evident. Joe Maruka, who started in 14th position, passed Barclay on lap nine. In the quest for his first career win, Maruka stole third place from Farrell on lap 13. Maruka's notable ascent then reached a plateau as the second-place car of Audi was out of reach in the late stages of the race. Francis of Painesville, Ohio, continued to put more distance between himself and Audi as the runaway leader. Francis's team showed great perseverance as a crash on lap one eliminated him from action the previous week and erased Francis's lead in the championship point standings. With National Touring Series experience, Francis became the first driver to win more than one Jennerstown late model event this year in a race that was contested without a caution flag. Steering the rack hunter, jet-hot Habco Tool Chevrolet, Francis is also undefeated in heat races during 2020, winning all five of his heat races to date. When asked about passing Jennerstown Speedway's all-time leading winner for the lead, Francis spoke highly of Audi and summarized his feelings in Stoney's victory lane by saying, to be the best, you have to beat the best. Audi won his heat race and placed second in the feature. Maruka gained 10 positions to grab the third spot, while Barclay finished fourth and Farrell claimed fifth place. Jim Bojack and Anthony Aiello started the 20-lap Stoystown Auto Wreckers modified feature race from the front row. Aiello grabbed the lead as a previous 2020 feature winner and the defending modified champion. Third-place starter Rayson Jason Bush moved into second place after winning his heat race and starting the feature in third position. Bush has been fast all season long but has suffered misfortunes in every outing after winning in 2019. While Aiello enjoyed a healthy lead, Tom Golick began to challenge Bush for second place. After starting in fifth spot, veterans Golick and Bush battled for many laps until the closing stage of the race. With two laps to go, Golick and Bush touched bumpers, resulting in a spin that placed both drivers at the tail of the field for a restart. Previous week's winner, R.J. DeLappy, started the race in 12th position but advanced methodically all race long. Gaining two more places with the caution flag incident, young DeLappy lined up in the third spot for the restart behind Adam Kostelnik, who inherited second place. In spite of losing his comfortable margin over the field, Aiello outran Kostelnik and the season-leading winner DeLappy for the final two laps to score his second victory of 2020. Aiello, a second-generation racer, has won in Chargers, Street Stocks, and Modifies during his Jennerstown career which boasts titles in two divisions, street stocks and modifieds. Aiello also won his heat race before defeating his mentor, Kostelnik, in the feature race. Behind the podium finishers, Kostelnik and Delapi were two rookies. 
former four-cylinder division winner David Campbell of Apollo earned fourth position, and longtime dirt track late model superstar Doug Glessner scored a fifth-place finish in his first year of driving on pavement. When racing began on Saturday night, two drivers were tied atop the championship point standings for 2020 in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stock Division. After Angie Kimberly and Casey Flegel won heat races, Flegel became the points leader, then launched from the front row of the 20-lap feature race. Grabbing the lead over rookie Jeff Barclay, Flegel drove away from all competitors. On lap three, Kimberly took the second position, seeking her second career feature win. While Flegel remained unchallenged at the front, his championship nemesis Aaron Van Fleet was advancing. Van Fleet, the previous week's winner, was not only tied in points with Flegel at the start of the night, but tied atop the win list as well, each having a pair of 2020 trophies. With four laps to go, Van Fleet grabbed second place after taking the green flag back in the eighth position. But Flegel was far ahead, and without a caution flag in the entire race, the defending champion Van Fleet would settle for second. Flegel became a three-time winner this season, cruising to the checkered flag by the largest margin of the year. Flegel is a three-division winner in his Jennerstown career, and the official top five finishers were Flegel, Van Fleet, Kimberly, veteran Scott Mitchell, and fellow veteran Mel Wilt. After a multi-car crash on lap one, the starting lineup was shaken up for the official restart of the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers 15-lap feature race. Slated to take the green flag in ninth position, the previous week's winner, Dale Kimberly, got to start from the third spot due to cars being eliminated in the melee. Immediately launching into the lead, the defending champion outdistanced several rookies to maintain the top spot. Then Kimberly's teammate, Adam Kostelnik, who was involved in the crash, made a pit stop, still rallied to take the second position early on in the going. The teammates then swept the top two spots when the checkered flag was displayed, and both were also heat race winners earlier in the night. For Kimberly, the feature race win marks his ninth straight triumph, dating back to the 2019 season. Behind Kostelnik, former dirt track racer Kyle Burkholder grabbed the third position as a first-year asphalt competitor. True rookie Will Hemminger placed fourth as a third-generation racer. Recent four-cylinder graduate Chris Amitt grabbed the fifth position in his rookie season as a charger driver. Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Four-Cylinders 15-lap feature race started with Lance Shawley taking the lead from the front row. But before lap one was completed, Michael Strauss was officially at the head of the pack when they reached the scoring line. Strauss, the sophomore driver from Salzburg, PA, won his heat race to start the evening, then led every lap of the feature to score a convincing victory. That victory was his first career win after coming very close in his rookie campaign of 2019 and threatening for wins earlier in 2020. Jeff Vassa started 10th and earned the second place to maintain his lead in the point standings. Former champion Evan Nyberg finished third after starting 12th, with another former champ, Paul Koffler III, claiming fourth position. Michael Saylor, a winner as a rookie in 2019, placed fifth. Shawley and Vassos were also heat race winners. The second round of the Ron's Collision Center Enduro Series capped off the excitement with a 75-lap contest that went without a stoppage for any on-track incidents. That's the second consecutive Enduro without a red flag or stoppage of any kind at the Jennerstown Speedway. Two classes of cars competed simultaneously and amidst very heavy traffic. 
A pair of winners celebrated in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Former weekly racer and second-generation driver Josh Dunmire earned another Enduro trophy as he won the six-cylinder class. And rookie Charger Division racer on a weekly basis, Nick Nemec returned to his roots in the Enduros and won the four-cylinder class. Now, this coming Saturday night, Five Division Racing takes a summer break as monster trucks invade the Jennerstown Speedway. For one night and one night only, the All-Star Monster Truck Tour will bring a half-dozen car-crushing machines to life at 7 p.m., and that will be following a 6 p.m. pit party at the Jennerstown Speedway. Tickets are available at the website of Jennerstown.org in advance. And, Don, I'll tell you, with the racing action that we saw on Saturday night on a sweltering, hot, 90-degree paved racetrack. There were a lot of drivers sliding around, feeling loose, a lot of tire smoke, and I think a summer break may be coming at exactly the right time after all that heat made for a slick surface on Saturday night. Everybody needs a break once in a while, and it's an excellent idea to bring the monster trucks in. You know, last year when I was answering phone calls in the office all morning long leading up to the monster truck event, it was interesting how many, I would say 70 to 80% of the phone calls were from people who had never been to Jennerstown Speedway before. So obviously, as we're talking to the Rapid on Race and a listening audience, most of these listeners would prefer perhaps to be a late model event, a modified race, or a five-division weekly event. But what the monster trucks do for bringing people out for the first time to see the beautiful facility and to maybe take home a schedule and see what happens there on a weekly basis, it's really a great benefit to the business of Jennerstown Speedway Complex to expose the Speedway to an audience of people, and believe me, it was a full audience of people last season, to expose it to a group of kids and parents and families that have never before been to any local racetrack to see that this is a first class Saturday night facility all Saturday nights of the summer, not just for the monster trucks. A good business decision and a good report, Mike. I thank you very much. We'll see you up there on August 1st for the Hall of Fame show. That's going to be a great night that will be capped off with fireworks when five division racing returns on August the 1st. So maybe next week's report, we'll take a quick look at the championship point standings without an event happening on the Oval Saturday night. Thank you. Have a nice evening. You too, Don. All right, fans, joining us now is Chris Brink, uh, the driver of the Asphalt Modified at Jennerstown Speedway. Chris, uh, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me on your program. Yeah, I've been watching your career over the years, but let's go back to when you first started going to the races. I believe there was a Speedway in Mahaffey, Pennsylvania. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, it was Mahaffey Speedway, and... Uh you know, they run uh, uh, little coupes there and late models and uh, probably like a pure stock division in the mid-60s. And, um, yeah, we would, uh, just like little kids, would jump in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, one of the neighbor guys would haul us kids up there, and we'd run wild at the racetrack. It was a great time. 
Well, the only what, the only thing that I remembered or recognized about that, a, a fellow, a good friend, Dick Hecker, who was a pretty active driver in the 60s, 70s, and maybe late 70s, he uh, would often tell me about racing at Mahaffey Speedway, but I had never had an opportunity to go up there. Uh, 2017 Modified Champion, it was almost like you could do nothing wrong. Would you say that was your best ever year in racing? Well, no, actually, uh, probably 2016 was. Uh, I won 11 races down there and um, probably should have won them all, really. It was amazing. The car was amazing in 16 and 17, uh, just on a rail. Yep. Well, in 16, who won the title? Uh, Zane Farrell, I believe. Uh, Zane beat me by a few points. Uh, I was actually disqualified the very first race, and that was the difference. Zane, you know, you know, Zane's a, he's a great driver and excellent family and team, and he was a great champion. But yeah, he, he beat me out. I think I was there that night, and it was only a couple of points separating you guys. But in seven, yeah, we made a good we had a good charge at the end, but uh, couldn't do it. So you had 11 wins in 16, you had 8 wins in 17, and 12 top fives. Uh, seems like uh, you have no problem finding victory lane. Now, when you first decided to go into the Modified, previous to that, you had done some racing at Motordrome. Uh, how did your career start? And let's go through the different phases and some of the cars that you raced. Well, you know, I was really a late starter. I was a race fan and... Um you know, going to the Clearfield Speedway, I was 39 years old, and you know, I'd go to Clearfield one weekend and Jennertown the next and just watch the races. And, uh, you know, one of the, having to become a contractor, and another contractor friend of mine said, you know, we want to get a car and do this. And I thought he was just, you know, running his mouth. And I said, yeah, you, you get the car and I'll go half with you. And then uh, that's the following Tuesday that I found a really good car, the trailer, the race suit and the helmet, everything we need to go racing. And the the following Saturday, we show up at Fairfield Speedway in a pure stock. They called it Detroit, Detroit Iron, and, uh, and we, that's how we started racing. Now, is this gentleman still involved in your program? No, uh, he, he was a good man. He is a good man, but he is very intelligent he's got a sensible wife and after that season uh, they said we've had enough of this <laughs> so i bought him out and uh he's been doing it ever since so he got smart fast <laughs> yeah yeah he did now um i understand that at practice you had a late model there what's the story with that well you know um i could take up your whole show with that uh, thing but you know basically I had a, the last few years have been really, really challenging to me and our team. And, uh, you know, we've had accidents and, uh, you know, couldn't complete the season the last two years. And it's just been uh, one thing after another. And last year was really bad. And after, I mean, we, we, we had an accident in our, in our hauler. We, we wrecked the car bad. And at the end of the year, it just seemed like uh, the Lord was telling me that it's, it's time, Mister. You know, it's time. And then, and I and I kind of said to everybody in my circle, you know, I've had enough of this, and uh, you know, I'm 60 years old, and it's time to hang it up. And uh, you know, as it goes with the racers, you know, a few weeks later, I thought, you know what? 
maybe I'm misreading the signs. Maybe, you know, this is a big challenge to me, so I'm not only going to rebuild my modified, I'm going to buy a late model. We're going to race them both. And, and it's been, uh, you know, we've been working on the cars since uh, September. What is the uh, history of the car? New, or did you buy it? Where did it come from? Oh, no. No, it's uh, it's a former Will Thomas uh, left-hander, and then a young man by the name of Ryan Hall from uh, uh, Grove City uh, bought the car off of Will, and he raced it a little bit up there, and then they shut down the, you know, lake, the late models of Lake Erie, and the car has been parked uh, since... Uh, I think 2012, and um, so I bought it, and, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I got a good deal on it, and then I've been telling everybody I've talked to since the worst thing you can do in racing is buy a cheap race car because you do nothing but put money into it, and that's what we've done, and uh, it's been a project, and actually it's been a lot of fun, uh, so we're, we're still working on that. I, I, I would question that comment because Will Thomas has the best that money can buy. And if it's really one of his cars, you got good stuff. I, obviously, it's going to need to be updated. But uh, he doesn't drive anything that's not uh, top of the line. Well, that's correct. And, you know, that was probably above anything else, uh, the selling point, uh, that it was uh, – a former Will Thomas car, so I knew the bones were good. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of transpired between Will owning the car, the other gentleman owning the car, and me owning the car. But it's, I guess the the breeding rights are the same, though. It's the old Will Thomas car. If you're just joining us, we're talking to modified driver Chris Brink. Now you were out of racing for a while for neck surgery, but it wasn't because of racing, correct? Yeah, I wish it was that glamorous and I could you know, wear that like a badge of honor. But no, it's just a, a lifetime of doing uh, stupid stuff with my body. And my parents <laughs> always told me to use my head and that they could have said, use your mind. Yeah. And uh, I always led with my head and I paid for it in my neck. I, I think we've, we've all been down that road at one time or another. You know, with uh, Brink Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical and Air Conditioning, you got to be a really busy guy because this heat is it's it's a killer. Yeah, I am busy, and uh, you know, when I was in the hospital, it just kind of come up quick. You know, I, I mean, I knew I was having problems really for the last five years, but you know, it kind of escalated in the spring, and uh, it, I, I didn't really have uh, much time to prepare to have surgery and be off work, and. Um, but it was amazing the, the time I was off. Uh, the first few weeks, anyway, I, I was so concerned about, you know, missing calls and the customers and uh, stuff like that. And, but the, I, I said to my wife, uh, I, I just can't believe it. The phone has been absolutely silent when there's two weeks I needed to recover, uh, really, uh, for the recovery. And uh, almost two weeks to the day, the phone started ringing. I wasn't able to go back to work yet, but we got work lined up and... Uh, and once I um, started working again, it's been nonstop. So it's, that's been a blessing. When you're self-employed, you, you work or you don't eat. And uh, so we've been working. Well, and you're a believer. And you oftentimes thank God in Victory Lane. So he was looking after you. Well, in addition to Brink, Plumbing, Heating, Electrical, and Air Conditioning, who else is involved with the team as a sponsor? Well, you know, I have probably me, my uh, biggest Supporters, customer-wise, is uh, UBL Sanitation. Uh, they 
they give me so much business. They're such a great family to work for, and they got a big, big uh, trash pickup and roll-off service concern, and they come on uh, with me this year, and, you know, it's it's been a blessing to have them, and, and I have rude uh, heating and cooling products. They Penn Stand Supply, one of my suppliers, they've been with me really for 20 years uh, on the car, and... Um, I have ChemStream uh, come on this year, and they gave us a lot. And their DA uh, grease and lubricant products. Uh, ChemStream is a first-time uh, supporter with me, and um, you know they're they're they come on board, and I'm I'm blessed to have them, and I'm really thankful. So uh, I still have Danny Russell Russell Stone products on the car, and Lens Kitchen and Bath because I, I I didn't get any support from them financially this year, but. They, they really supported us last year, and we did, we kind of done a, a, a bad job for them. We couldn't complete all the races, and I just kept them on the car, and I hope it hope it helps a little bit. How about the pit crew? Who turns the wrenches? Well, my brother has been with me uh, a long time, and he's uh, my uh, that's Dan Brink. We call him Boone. He's my crew chief, really, and uh, he's really he's been driving the late models uh, when we have it on the track. He's been testing that for me, and he's doing a real good job. And there's Rick uh, Wellick, who's been with me or my brother uh, since we started racing. He's switched from team to team, and he's always with us. And he helps Kevin Cromer's uh, super, uh, super Cup team, too. But Rick, Rick and his uh, son, Robert, are they're the most patient, steady guys. Uh, they're just there all the time. And uh, then I have Joe Capozito, who is my neighbor, who works on the car through the week and all winter long. And it's been a great help. And then uh, another friend, uh, Barry Frankel, comes over and does some shop work. He doesn't really like to go to the track, but he, he helps in the shop. And then, uh, you know, of course, I have my wife who uh, really supports the team in any way she can and really puts up with, you know, all of the crap that uh, race car families have to put up with. And, uh, and and if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing it because I always get the uh, kind of the nod of support, you know, and that uh, if I didn't have that, you know, just knowing that she's okay with it, uh, I wouldn't be doing it. Well, the key to a successful team, it's either the wife, the mom, the sister, the girlfriend, whatever, however the woman is involved in the team, that's the glue. That's what holds it all together. What I, I really enjoy about when Ruth's at the races, she she brings these beautiful dogs, and I guess they're they're used to the noise because they seem very calm and they just go along with the program. They love to go to the races. They love the attention. But, yeah, they it, it, it's always amazing because we put out lawn chairs in the trailer, and every dog gets on a lawn chair and just sits there and watches the activity. <laughs> the, cars, the, the cars don't bother them. As long as they're with mom and dad, yeah. know, they're okay. And yeah. it, we really love having them, and the kids love them, and it's, it's a big deal for us. Well, we're coming up on a break. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? Well, no, just that uh, we're, we're always so thankful to the Lord that has blessed us to be able to do this. And uh, it's uh, we're, we're thankful for Jennerstown Speedway, too. I mean, that's a remarkable facility and, uh, you know, a great place to race. And, of course, I'm, I'm thankful for my family and, and the fans and especially my wife, who, like I said, is, has always been uh, the biggest supporter. And uh, and we're thankful for your program. Any, anything involving racing and supporting racing, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Well, I thank you for the kind words. I appreciate the uh, interview, and you have a nice evening. Thank you. You too. 
This portion of Rappin' on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 352 2020. That's 724 352 2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of the Lernerville Speedway, Eric Westendorf. Eric, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's always a pleasure. Boy, some really good racing Friday at Lernerville. Why don't you pick it up and run? Yes, it was. And you know, nothing better as the track announcer or the PR director at driver Lernerville feature win. And we got to see that twice on Friday night. Uh, Tommy Beck, obviously an accomplished asphalt, uh, both late model and modified winner, and he's won at some other tracks, and he's been so close to Lernerville over the years, and has really, and he even said as much in victory lane, let some wins get away the last few years, but um, I, I think he surprised Colton Flinter. I think Colton thought that he had the race in the bag, and all he had to do was hit his marks, and he was going to victory lane, but uh, Tommy got him on that restart, and Colton couldn't get it back around, and yeah, to see Tommy be that emotional and, you know, what, you know, wasn't, you know, a lot of emotion, but to see him be a little bit choked up and tears in his eyes was, was really pretty cool. But, you know, good race. You know, Jamie Beck led a couple laps. That was fantastic. Um, I'm still not sure what happened to Will Thomas. He led a couple laps and then he just didn't fire on a lap five restart and 
you know, disappointing end. Will Thomas, I think, is going to win, you know, some races here at Lernerville in a short period of time in the late models, but last night just wasn't his night. And then, you know, looked for a long time like it was Colton's uh, race to lose, and unfortunately for him, he did. But great to see a guy get his first feature win and then follow it up with John Mollock, who's won races at Lernerville, both in a super and crate late model. But, you know, he's been knocking on the door for three or four years now. He was fast right out of the box when he got the big block. But that's such a competitive and stacked division that um, the, everything just has to be aligned for you to win a modified race. And there was enough carnage last night, and John was in the right spot at the right time and held off Garrett Crummer for his first big block win. So just a really good night, way to start the night. And then um, I don't want to say a surprise uh, of the feature winner in the, the People's Natural Gas third-car sprints, but a surprise in that, you know, Jack Sodeman Jr. had to come from the B main that the most recent feature winner, Michael Bauer started ninth, finished ninth. Uh, that whole field was, you know, stacked as well. There's 10 or 12 cars that have won races over the last two years. And, um, a little bit unfortunate that Carl Bowser and AJ Flick made some contact and AJ went around and, you know, I know that's not the way that Carl wants to win, but, you know, it wasn't intentional. We've seen Carl and AJ race clean there. You know, for the past decade, that's not how either one of them races, but sometimes things at high speed. And uh, Carl got the win, so it's good for him to get his first win of you know the season at Lernerville. And then in the Pro Sox for the the troubled start that Joey Zambotti has had, you know, some of it self inflicted, and then he had an issue with Chase Lambert a couple weeks ago. Uh, for him to lead all twenty laps was was huge for him. Uh, he can be pretty hard on himself. Joe and I are pretty good friends. Um, and, and he's pretty hard on himself when he doesn't do well. And uh, he took kind of took himself out on opening night and spun out short of the flag stand trying to get past Mike Miller. And then he spun leading two weeks ago. So he takes those things pretty hard. You know, he just works harder and came back and did a great job to, to win his first race of the season. And it's always fun to watch him climb the fence. And his little kids are so cute in victory lane. So, uh, overall, just a great night, and then we're really looking forward to tomorrow night with the World of Outlaws on Mark Memorial Silver Cup. A couple takeaways from your Victory Lane interviews. I loved it when Joey's son came walking in and somebody lifted him up and put him in the window, and he was yeah. making motor noises. That was pretty cute. Yeah, yeah I think we're going to see. His name is Cole, so Joey is – little Joe is the uh, the oldest son. I think he's only about four or five years old. And then he said Cole was two, and then Nicole has a little baby too. So um, I, I think you're going to see Cole in a in a race car within the next, you know, 15 years, if not sooner. I think you're going to see some Zambodis racing in Lernerville for a long time. A couple other interesting notes, and Carl alluded to it in Victory Lane that you know he just came up on AJ a little quicker than he thought, and I, don't, I guess uh, maybe AJ had changed lanes, and he explained that it it was you know just a racing thing, and then John Mollick in your Victory Lane interview, uh, he had talked about when he's sitting in the in the wreck there that he he's, he didn't know if he was going to be able to continue, and he definitely continued. <laughs> Yeah, he did, and there was you know a good bit of carnage uh, in the the modified feature, and you know right from the initial green flag, there was a big pile up in turn four, and then they kept beating and banging. Um, uh, pretty atypical for the modifieds; they usually don't race like that. But not sure what was in the the water for them last night, but 
at the end of the night, you know, the car didn't look pretty, but they all look pretty in victory lane. So it was good for John to get that first win in a modified. Well, great race on Friday, and we're looking forward to tomorrow night uh, with the sprint cars coming in at Don Martin Memorial, one of the biggest shows of the year. Uh, I want to thank you for being uh, with us. Any closing thoughts? No, uh, just you're really excited for tomorrow night. I always say it's my favorite night of the summer, and it, it really is. I, you know, I just love the, the sprint cars, be it World of Outlaws, All-Stars. and I like all the Apple racing, but I think everyone knows by now I'm a big sprint car guy, and and I just can't wait. And just want to uh, get another plug-in for our Learnerville TV, our own live streaming platform. And unfortunately, you know, for, for our subscribers, you cannot watch the Silver Cup. Uh, that's their vision exclusive. But, um, you know, really appreciate everyone checking out Learnerville TV. We're pretty proud of the product. We got timing and scoring embedded uh, last night or Friday night for the first time. So that was a pretty big accomplishment for us. And our uh, videographers are working. We take that feedback every week, and they're trying to get a little bit better. Um, most of them are, you know, golf and football guys, so they're still kind of learning the sport and learning the drivers and, and trying to follow my call. And I think it's getting a little better each week, but, you know, we're hoping they continue to make progress there. So we appreciate everyone that has subscribed so far and, and ask that if you're on vacation or if for some reason you're not comfortable coming to the track because of all the COVID stuff, Check out Learnerville TV. It's just twenty bucks for uh, to watch for one night, or you can watch for an entire month for just ten dollars more at thirty dollar monthly subscription. Okay, Eric, great product, great interview. I thank you. You have a nice evening. I appreciate it, Don. We appreciate wrapping on racing. You are the uh, the multimedia mogul. You've you've started <laughs> it all, and you know we're just carrying the torch forward that you passed to us. Thank you for the kind words. We're in victory lane with tonight's winner in the late models, Tom Beck. Tom Beck, first career win period at, at, at Lernerville. You've run the late model for probably about five years now. You've run the E-Mod here 10, 12 years ago. In your words, how does it feel to be a first-time victor at Lernerville Speedway? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, I grew up at this place. I mean, I my grandfather had cars here for years, and the first pavement race and the first Friday we didn't come to Lernerville was when I started racing a motordrome. So, we went through that that stint where we didn't come back here. You know, I mean, this is this is one that's definitely. I mean, it was on the top of the list to get one of these uh, under the belt. I mean, a late model win anywhere is great, but here at Lernerville meets more than than anything. So, you know, we talk about with three to go. Being a second-place car, you don't have the option where you have to choose. And Colton had been running so strong all night up top. You know, yourself and uh, Kenny Sheltbrand seemed to be running the bottom well. But when Colton took that, I mean, I, I think you were, I mean, at least from my standpoint, I thought it would be like, oh, but that's got to be a total surprise to Tom. I was really surprised. I actually, I don't know if anybody noticed, we came down the front straightaway and I just went to the bottom because I figured out and Colton pulled down there and I thought, oh, here's, if we, if we had any shot, this is probably it. And uh, going into three and four, I don't think I was up quite high enough. There was a lot of bite. And uh, when I got when I got that chance, I figured I'll, I got, 
I figured it was time to send it, so I just ran one. I held her on the floor and went probably a car length higher than I've been going in that corner, and I could feel it just starting to hover over the edge of the track, but we made it, so I, uh, I but I, I couldn't believe he took the bottom. I just thought, uh, and, and kudos to Colton. I mean, he definitely, uh, definitely, which he should have, was definitely trying to slide me, but he gave me the room he should have, so it was, uh, it was, it's a good race. You know, to take that bottom, you have to, you know, clear so much to get up on that slide up into two. You know, what you don't want to do is slide into the next guy. But while that's taking place, Tyler Deeth came out of, like, nowhere. And on, on that white flag lap, you, coming out of uh, two, you got, it was a three-way slugfest going into the uh, turns three and four. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I saw him down there. You know, you know what's pretty good is even though Colton got a big lead early on, I felt there before Kenny blew his rate retire, you know, it was, the top guys were pretty even. Colton was turning some good times, but it wasn't, it wasn't to the point where once one mistake was going to let somebody else win the race. And I mean, it was, you know, it, it's taken me a while to get used up here at Lernerville too. I, I used to be the young guy and now it's like I get out of the car worn out. And I remember I used to, I used to chuckle to myself at all the older guys that got out of their car sweating and looking like they're passed out. These, these guys like Colton and I mean, even Tyler's a lot younger than me. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I was glad it was over at the end, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm going to sleep pretty good tonight, I think. So, When you saw that checker flag, and believe me, Colton was right there. I think he was like point two. I mean, it was it was yeah. a blanket between the three of you. Just in, in a, a quick synopsis, what, what joy did you feel? Like, I finally accomplished this after all these years. Uh, it was phenomenal. I, I tell you. I can't even tell you on the dirt car how many races I've lost in the last lap since the past however many years. It's just so frustrating. And, and I came off that corner and I was just looking out of the corner by waiting for somebody to dart underneath me because I had I, I had no, I wanted to take the bottom away so nobody could slide me. And I thought, here we come. And then I looked and I mean, I, I was staring at the flag bit because I was pretty sure that if I wasn't positive as the checkered flag, I was running another full full throttle lap. So I, um, it's, it's been a really, really long time. It's surreal. It's, it's, uh, really good for I think everybody so yeah Tom you know when we look at the car there's not a lot of sponsors and I know in terms of crew it's your mom and dad it's been that way for years your dad puts everything he has into this car and to win that first one at Lernerville I'm sure it means as much to you for yourself but probably even more for yourself for him oh yeah yeah absolutely I mean especially for my dad and my parents I mean I mean, since I've been, since we did carts, my parents have been sacrificing so much. And I mean, we pretty much put all the money into our car ourselves. And it's funny, you know, it's kind of, I, I carry on the tradition. I'm really fortunate even through the COVID to have a really, a really good job and I'm fortunate for it. But uh, me and Jamie, I'm also fortunate to have a racing wife because, I mean, we, it's just the same thing my parents did. You know, we live in a, we have a, a, a smaller house. We don't buy a lot of things, but I'll tell you what, we dump a lot of money into race cars. and. And uh, tonight, I think myself, my mom and dad, pretty much everybody, it paid, it paid off. It's a, it's a really good night. So, I mean, you may not have been able to see it, but how special was it? Jamie Evie led a few laps tonight. I saw that, and I there at the beginning, and the car looked really, really good. And uh, I, I thought, I, thought I, was ha I was really happy for them, too, that they got the car straightened around. So I think uh, I think when the track slickens up, they don't necessarily have the motor and things. I think that everybody else does. But I think when the track starts getting a little blacker here, she'll be in good shape, too. So it was... It was a good night, and I think that second in the heat race is the best she's ever finished here, too. So We know mom and dad are the backbone, but is there any other sponsors you'd like to uh, mention, Tom? Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned on our victory lane, uh, Brian Doherty, Integra Shocks, and Doherty Motorsports have gotten us straightened around. Um, 
Delmont oil change. Uh, they do 10 minute oil changes, all kinds of automotive. They're, they're open right now during the pandemic. And I mean, as long as you follow social distancing, I know they're busy where they have lots of time. Um, and uh, Rocket chassis, obviously, you know, Rocket, they've always helped us out as we moved up to the big cars, um, the dirt cars. Uh, geez, I would, I would have to say, uh, so we, we actually bought, I say for a couple years, we bought a really good motor and uh, ran two laps of dog all in a blew up. So we took this motor, which has about a year on it, and so we always ran, and I had uh, Henry Racing Engines. They tuned it up for me, went over it, did valve springs, and uh, so I got to thank Jeff and uh, Gary Henry at Henry Racing Engines, too, for getting to straighten all this motor. So. Well, Tom, it's been a long time. Congratulations. I'm sure the ride back home, even they're going to be in separate vehicles tonight. When you get home with Jamie, you've already had that champagne. I just think you're going to savor this victory for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. You know, what's funny is I was fortunate when I was younger to, uh, to win a lot of races and a lot of different vehicles. And uh, I think these past couple of years have really... Uh, taught me to enjoy this one because who knows what the next one's coming. I so. always said it. You never know when the next one's coming. Congratulations. Thanks again. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Jennerstown.org. Adrenaline, cover to cover. Three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication. Dirt Monthly Magazine. You'll get more features, more pictures, and more short track racing action in a new, massive, more than 150-page Dirt Monthly Magazine. Combining the best of Dirt Late Model, Dirt Modified, and Flat Out Magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special street stock and weekend warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing. Exclusive features, loads of full-color photos, driver interviews, tech articles, and big event recaps, all in the one more than 150-page full-color magazine. For more information, contact 3Wide Media at 888-806-4611 or 3WideMedia.com. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Socks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Socks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter, at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. 
Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Jim Zufall. Jim, good evening. Hey, Don, always happy to share that uh, voice title with somebody like Brian Spade from the Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, and that's who was on hand last night at PPM, or Saturday night at PPMS. Wow, it was hot. Oh uh, I think Sunday may have even been hotter. It was, I don't know how the track crews are able to do it. We had some dust. You were there. You saw we, we really battled the dust all night with that 90-some degree weather, and uh, Kudos to the fans that came out, and I continually thank them for following the rules we all have to follow to stay open. Uh, no secret, the reason we had the Rush Touring Series back is because uh, we were able to make up the Herb Scott Memorial because another track was shut down over in Ohio, and we uh, we had the opportunity to redo the Herb Scott Memorial, and wow, it turned out to be a pretty nice night for them. Cars came in representing five different states, 41 Rush Dirt Late Models checking into the pits last night. We had the opportunity to uh, listen to Dave Oliveri. He always has a really nice presentation uh, reminding everyone of just what a guy Herb Scott was. And then every year I take the time to bring Deke Scott up into the booth. And, you know, I think the key question I always ask him is the rest of us sitting around here that are old enough to remember Herb, you know, we, we considered him our hero uh, you know, 520 feature victories and, you know, what an ambassador he was and a, and a track official after that. And I said, but there's one guy here that got to call him dad. And I always asked Deke, you know, describe that. And Deke's answer always is, hey, he was my hero too. And uh, always good to talk to Deke Scott, such a gentleman, and uh, thankful that, uh, grateful rather that the Miley family continues to honor Herb Scott in this way. So again, 41 cars checked in. Excuse me, 41 cars checked into the pits for the Rush Dirt Late Models. As I said, representing five states, four heat races, John Mollick, Ben Police, Garrett Powell, and Josh Berry. Uh, Mollick having a pretty good night overall. Those four picked up the heat races. The uh, the B-Mains were picked up by uh, Logan Zarin and Tim Schaefer. And then once again, Mollick with the the victory in... uh, dash so again he has himself a pretty good night now in the uh, in the feature race for the rush late model touring series garrett powell out of west virginia one of the five states represented he comes across the line for the twenty one hundred dollar actually twenty one ten to win uh for the herb scott memorial garrett powell your winner john mollick again i said uh, pretty good night for mollick he comes in second Third place was Joe Martin. Jeremy Wonderling finished fourth. Jeremy from pretty deep in the field. And Michael Doritsky rounding out the top five. Tim Schaefer, Steve Dixon, Josh Ferry, John Waters, and Ben Police rounding out your top ten. So a pretty good night for the Rush Series. Now the other 
Rush Series that was in town uh, with us because of uh, the other Speedway having to close was the Rush Sportsman Modified. So we've now had them three times this year, and the guy going for the hat trick actually got it. Chaz Wolbert out of Warren, Ohio in the C3 car. He has been absolutely dominant this year um, at PPMS. We've had three nights of racing. We've had the Sportsman Modifieds with us all three of those nights. And, boy, you talk about a dominating performance. Now, he picks up his heat race win, but he also picks up the victory by almost a nine-second margin, which is easily a half a track for them, or not quite a half a track. Let's call it a full straightaway over the 63T of Tony Tattenhorst. Um, Tattenhorst running a pretty good race himself. Kyle Martell and Brandon Ritchie and Tony Tattenhurst really putting on a battle uh, because the race was for second. Did Wilbur was just checked out the entire night. He was really, really good. Chelsea Krekic, Cole Holden, uh, Aiden Cipriano, and Jessica Krekic uh, comes in in eighth position. Uh, unfortunately, not that many cars showed up for the Sportsman Modified. The field was kind of spread out across the country. Another track has a another limited uh, modified uh, division running, and I think they split up a little bit, and last night we just had eight, but Jessica Krekic, give a call out to her, she was in a pretty bad accident here not too many weeks ago at another facility, and uh, actually broke a bone in her back, and uh, she was going to run hot, uh, hot laps and see how it felt, and then she was going to run the heat race and see how it felt, and ultimately she stuck around, uh, and stuck around for the feature race, and now again she finished last, but I think it was good for her to sort of get back into the car, so uh, good for her. The only other feature we ran for the evening was the Pro Stock feature. Uh, Ryan Moyer picked up the heat race. We had one heat race, uh, only nine cars checked in. Actually, ten cars checked in for the night for the uh, Pro Stocks. Again, uh, spread out a little bit because there was a Penn, Ohio race out in central Pennsylvania. Uh, or yeah, I guess northeast of us, I think it's up the Hummingbird Speedway, there was a uh, Penn, Ohio tour race. So some of the guys went up there. So with 10 cars checked in, the 10 car of Nick Katuba picks up the feature win. Uh, Ryan Moyer, as I said, he picks up the heat race win. But just behind Nick Katuba was Joe Anthony in the 69X. Now that car this year is being shared by uh, Jake Simmons, Danny Rich may jump in it once in a while, and Joe Anthony was the uh, driver of choice last night. He comes in second. Jim Nicely, Dave McManus, Ryan Moyer making up the top five. Then Eric Petrosky, A.J. Poljack, Chase Lambert, and Jamie Maxwell. Now, we should say, uh, let me find out who we have here. Yeah, Jordan Perkins. Now, he did not start the feature, but Jamie Maxwell and Jordan Perkins are both Sharon Speedway regulars, and they have never raced at PPMS before. Now, Perkins uh, showed up pretty well in a heat race. We were impressed with him, and then I guess he had some mechanical issues and didn't start the feature. But for a couple of guys that uh, had never been to Pittsburgh before, they came into PPMS, they look at the size of that track and say, wow, you know, this is going to be a fun night. And uh, one of them, I think it was Maxwell, told me he has been in the grandstands for the uh, Ed Laboon Memorial, which we have coming up here on the 15th of August. And he said, I think this year I may race it. And I said, I think you better. You're really going to enjoy, you know, Vince gets like 50 cars for that uh, that race. And it really is a pretty good deal. And I said, it was, it was really good to see a couple of new faces in the pro stock division. When we were done with the final feature of the night, which wound up being the 
Rush Sportsman Modified. The Pro Stocks ran a little earlier in the evening. We called it a night because we were up against a curfew. Now, we had, I'm sorry, I checked that. We did have one other feature, and that's our Young Gun feature with only three cars checked in, which is pretty normal for the the teenage division. These kids age out, so they don't stick around very long. Noah Bubeck picked up the feature win in the Young Guns. But beyond that, it was all heat racing for both the hobby stocks and our open four-cylinders. Cody Catellus, one of this Catellus crew that is really shining at PPMS, uh, both of them, both uh, Cody and John in the 1K and 2K, respectively, um, are really shining in this hobby stock division. Cody Catellus driving an old Casey Grumling car, used to be the number 77 car. He picked that up last year, and uh, he picks up a heat race win last night. Stephen Sheltman picking up heat race number two. And while we're talking about the Catelluses, the 2K of John Catellus, who I mentioned, finished fourth in heat race number two. So for a couple of, well, one's a rookie, another one is a, uh, a sophomore, I guess you'd call him. Uh, really, really impressive. And the Catellus camp is really showing some strength, not only with the two hobby stocks, but uh, putting Keith Barbara in the 64K car in the uh, Rush uh, Dirt Lake model. So Catellus is beginning to shine at PPMS, and that hobby stock division, Don, you were there last night, and you've been there for so many years. I told people last night, this is my sixth season at PPMS, and when I started, I was calling hobby stock races, Don, with five and six cars, sometimes four. Last night, 19 cars. Check that, 20 cars. I'm looking at the heat race lineups. We had 11 in one heat race and nine in the other for some reason, but we had... Uh, 20 cars check in in the hobby stocks, and I know of at least one or two others that are being built and getting prepared. So, you know, you know this deal. We'll talk about that in a second. Let me let me wrap up here by saying the Open Fours. Uh, we ran their two heat races. Uh, Noah, Noah Bubeck from the uh, Young Guns, his older brother Philip Bubeck, won uh, heat race number one, and number two was won by Bill Tennant. Uh, both of them are feature winners this year. So double features next week for the hobby stocks and the four-cylinders uh, because we ran up against our midnight curfew. There was no sense in uh, in doing that again. But, Don, again, really good night for the rush, late models, um, sort of all coming together at the last minute because of all this nonsense we're going through. But as I, as I said before to so many people, I'm continually impressed with our hobby stock class. And, uh, you know, you've seen this division grow along with me and everybody else that's there. I, these, all these people, they're just all having a blast. couple questions. Keith Barber in the Catella 64 was a DNS. Does anybody know what happened? I do not. Uh, Dave was going to run the pits a little bit. I don't think he made it back there. I know he pulled in at some point. I forget if it was during the heat or the feature. Um, I believe it was the feature. And after coming away with a win last week, I'm uh, not entirely sure what happened to him. And it was nice to see Tony White uh, pick up the win in the non-qualifiers feature. Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, Tony White, uh, another, you know, it's funny, these non-qualifier races, as happy as the winner of the bigger race is, the Rush Series has a thing. Uh, they'll do a non-qualifiers race on their regular tour events. And then something they started a couple of years ago at the Bill uh, Hendren Memorial, which is part of our Pittsburgh 100 weekend, they have not a non-qualifiers race, but a non-winners race. So what they do is they take everybody that's in attendance, checked into the pits for the uh, the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush late, Dirt Late Models, and anyone that has never won either a Rush Dirt Late Model, a Steel Block Late Model, a Limit, whatever you call it, you know, that limited late model class, if you've never won a feature, 
they put all these guys in a field. And they, considering what it is, they pretty get a pretty decent paycheck, but it's also the prestige of winning on a big night, like in this case the Bill Hendren Memorial or the, you know, the Pittsburgh weekend. And uh, I remember Chuck Medved won the very first one they did, and he was exceptionally emotional over that. And last year, Logan Zarin picked it, uh, picked that one up at the Pittsburgher. And I remember probably Dad was more emotional than Logan. Uh, and, and so, so Rush has come up with a pretty unique plan. And last night, no different. Tony White uh, with an emotional win last night in the non. Uh, the non-qualifier race, 200 bucks to win, but it's a short little feature. It's not a whole lot longer than a dash, and White comes away over to uh, Jamie Reitzman, DJ Nakudas, Brian Goebel, and Josh Stoika. So pretty good night of racing. Wow, it was hot. Um, I know I saw your car parked down in uh, the Turn 4 area over in the grass. I know you got to enjoy the air conditioning there. Uh, normally, we would have you all up in the press box, but again, I will thank all of our media partners, all of our fans, and our employees, you know, we're all done trying to do the right thing. Uh, we don't want to get on the bad side of any government. We certainly don't want to make anybody sick. And we've had some seriously good cooperation from, from everyone, not just our employees and fans, but the media partners as well. And last night I talked to Deke Scott. Actually, he, he found me in the pits, and I said, you know, Deke, our press box is closed. He said, oh, I know it. And I said, but I think, you know, your family will make an exception. He said, oh, no, I'm sitting with my cousins down in the grandstands. I'll be right down in front of you. And he was. And came up for an interview real quick, went right back outside. So race fans are going to do what they have to do to be there. You're going to sit out in the heat. That's what it's going to take. And uh, as I joke with my wife this morning, as dusty as that track wound up being from time to time after uh, you know a long set of racing without water, it was a pretty good night for a mask anyway, wasn't it? Yes. Hey, one closing thought. Uh, uh, yeah. Lenny Baticki has a nice interview with Chaz Wolbert from his win on the 11th. So the fact that he won again on the 18th, that just blends right into what we want to talk about. Certainly does. I, I called it the hat trick, and he came in and he really, uh, I mean, like I said, it was absolutely dominant, uh, half uh, full straightaway over second place. And uh, he's really something to watch. He, um, I want to say Cole Holden and a handful of other guys have been with this series since its inception, and, and that's where they have stayed. You know, some people looked at this Sportsman Modified as a stepping stone, these guys have not done that. They realize this is an affordable way way to race the center steer modified. They keep on doing it. As long as they keep on winning, why would you stop? Let your checkbook be your guide. Well, Jim, good, good, a good report. It was nice to see you. Uh, you have a nice evening. Yes, sir. Take care. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline after his win at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Jazz Wolpert. Hey, Jazz, uh, looked like it was a blast there, uh, not only winning the race, but uh, some shenanigans of some kind in the pictures that uh, we saw from uh, Steve Skarupa, one of the uh, photographers there of your Victory Lane. Uh, let's let's kind of start out with what what made Victory Lane just that much more fun for you. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, Lenny. And uh, uh, I always like to have a good time on and off the track. So, um, you know, we had a little bit of issue. The car overheated and uh, couldn't make it out on the track quick enough. So I said, well, I'm going to hop out. and I'm just going to run out on the track. So I ran <laughs> out on the track, did my interview, and uh, uh, it's always a good time. Steve's a good guy, and uh, along with the Miley family, that was uh, great for having us down there on Saturday night. 
Well, give, give the listener, I, I mean, I could see the picture and I know you, but uh, Chaz, give us, uh, you know, your, your measurements there because uh, you're, you're might be light on your feet, but uh, you, you look like a linebacker. Kind of, kind of tell us uh, how tall and wide are you? Well, you know, I don't really want to discuss that information. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that left side weight yeah, stuff. I by, yeah, if I go by my license, I'm 5'11", about 140 pounds, you know, pure muscle. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things I had to, you know, make a little run for the, uh, uh, for the, for the front stretch there. And uh, I was, I thought I was moving pretty fast. Everybody said I was doing a... a swift jog but <laughs> i could have swore i was sprinting did, did you jump over the interior guardrail or did you just walk around it and no i definitely <laughs> jumped but it was more like hey i don't want to catch myself in the center <laughs> here so you know get that leg pulled back up and uh, then continued my quote-unquote swift jog <laughs> <laughs> Chaz wolpert on the profabrication.com hotline chatting with us about uh, the shenanigans in, in victory lane at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. He won there last weekend. Speaking of profabrication, headers exhausted all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com, quality that wins. So I, I, I guess you ran a race before you had all the uh, fun at victory lane. Um, somewhere I saw that uh, you didn't start up uh, on the front row. How did the uh, race play out to uh, end up uh, with the win? Well, I was, I was uh, pretty fortunate to start a little bit closer towards the front. Uh, started fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was green to checkered 15 laps. And being a big track at Pittsburgh there, half mile, once everybody gets rolling and being a, a crate modified, we spread out pretty far. So I tracked down third, second, and then um, ran second for a few laps to track down the leader, a young man. He's actually... Uh, Right out of my local hometown of Champion, Ohio, Preston Cope. He did a uh, wonderful job on Saturday night, but ended up tracking him down and uh, had to follow him a couple laps and uh, made a pass on him with about three or four to go. And uh, it, it was pretty awesome. It was a good night for racing, for sure. Jazz Wolbert, the winner from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway last weekend. And you, you talk about a crate motor. And for those uh, you know new to this, uh, the crates are basically the same motor uh, you know, as far as power in each car and there's some other rules and such, but that makes it, it kind of, even when you push down on, on the gas pedal, how were you able to, uh, you know, build more speed than the, the two or three that you were able to pass out, out there? What's the key to being able to get around another car when you've got the same basic power plant as the people you're trying to get around? Well, what's, what's pretty good. A lot of people disagree, but I think it's great. Uh, the rush series that we run, uh, we have to run a spec shock, uh, so everybody's or everybody's on the same shocks, uh, same tires. Of course, the sealed 602 engine as well. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. You just got to keep your momentum, keep the car as straight as possible, and you got to find the fast line around the track. Uh, sometimes you got to move around. Sometimes it's at the top, middle, bottom. Uh, it could be the same on both ends, or different on three and four than one and two. Jazz Wolbert, the winner from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, describing how with uh, equal power to his competitors and equal shocks, which uh, can be a point of uh, a lot of money spent if they're not, uh, you know, a, a spec series as uh, Chad is running, uh, how he was able to use his, uh, his racing experience to get around and end up winning for the second time at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. So you talk about finding the power on a racetrack and 
for folks that uh, don't know about dirt track racing and such, uh, what what are you looking for when you're trying to find power? Do you like have a place where you get your battery charged halfway or something? What what do you do to find power on a racetrack? It's a main thing. You don't you don't want to spin your tires, uh, so you want to try to find the spots in the track where you can get the most traction. Uh, you know, the mud definitely helps, quote unquote. You know, it's a little bit of a uh, the wet dirt, or uh, sometimes a track will be uh, ran in good enough to where it's taking rubber off the tires, and you can just stay right in that lane and uh, follow it around. But uh, you know, you got to really watch what you're doing and see how, where other drivers are running if they're in front of you see where they're making time as soon as you can make time in the same area or uh, somewhere else than them and, and you don't have spotters like you know most of us see on the tv guys uh, you're out there having to do this yourself am i correct yeah unfortunately we're not uh we're not equipped with radios and so on like uh, a lot of the nascar guys of course uh so you know we just got to go out there and kind of run and feel where we want to be uh 90% of the time I uh, mess up where I should be but, uh, <laughs> you know hopefully a couple laps later I will regain and see uh where the fastest line is or the faster would be so where does Chaz Wolpert go uh you know over the next few weeks uh where can fans uh see you at a racetrack uh well actually we got a great weekend of racing coming up here in uh, the northeastern Ohio uh western PA kind of area uh, we're going to be at Raceway 7 on Friday night in Conneaut, Ohio. Uh, Saturday, uh, we're going to be down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway again. And then uh, Sunday, we're going to be up in Erie, Pennsylvania at Erie Speedway. Wow. you got to check out our friend Chaz Wolbert, the winner from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Three tracks this weekend. And uh, as I saw on the uh, Facebook, a, uh, a newly quaffed mullet that just will stick out, as well as his great uh, bright orange shoes. One of the good guys from uh, northwestern Ohio, or northeastern Ohio, Chaz Wolbert, thank you for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopol. 
Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. Lernerville Speedway is the action track with racing every Friday night from April to October. Thousands of loyal fans flock to Don Martin's Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, PA. The excitement of watching drivers and their machines compete on a super-fast dirt track is exhilarating and habit-forming. Weekly shows include 410 sprint cars, super late models, big block modifieds, and pro stocks. Special events feature the World of Outlaw Sprints, the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup, the World of Outlaws Late Model Firecracker 100, Steel City Stampede Modified Tour, Enduros, Kids Bike Races, Demo Derbies, and Bus Races. Make your plans to visit the action track on Friday nights. Gates open at 5 with racing at 7.30. Lernerville Speedway! And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Sharon Speedway with tonight's winner, Kyle Larson. Kyle, what a way to wrap up Ohio Speed Weeks. A victory at Sharon Speedway. I think your last one was here in 2017. You ended PA Speed Weeks with a win. If you weren't here last night, far different track. Last night, very rough, high cushion. Tonight, smooth as can be. You dodged some bullets. You early on, about halfway through, you got you were running second behind uh, Guy, and you he bounced off the wall, and you nearly got it. And with three to go, you hit the wall, and all up in the uh, media center, we thought, dude, this is done for the evening. This tire is going to go down, and it didn't. What goes through your mind when something like that happens? Uh, you're just kind of praying that your tire doesn't go flat when you get in the next corner. So, um, yeah, no, it was a good car, though. Um, you know, I had some things work out for me when Yogi know, caught the wall, but I felt like I was getting ready to pass him shortly. So, um, just a fun track. You know, like you said, a lot different than last night. I wasn't here last night, but I watched online, and um, you know, this is kind of what Sharon's been like. You know, every time I've been here the last few years, so uh, lots of fun when it's like this. You know, everybody's struggling for grip, and it's a it's a pedal fest out there. So um, it's tricky, but but fun. You have the opportunity with a track like this, Kyle, to you can go to the bottom to the top and you know, you do your slide job, so on and so forth, but you chose to run right up on the wall. Was that just be that's where you the line that you normally run here, is that where Kyle's most comfortable? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean just tonight, you know, the, the top was really good. Um, you know, I've won here in the past where I've ran the middle and stuff, so um, yeah, the track just had more speed up there than, than normal and I felt like the bottom and middle was a little slicker than normal so just made the top you know more dominant for me and um i think that's why you know most of the fast cars were up there you had a tremendous month of june you're starting out in july again again a very successful pa speed week ohio speed week for the portion that you ran what's next up for kyle are you going to be running uh, in indiana no um no we're, we're gonna run uh, attica on tuesday and then um then we'll head to PA uh, and race there. So, uh, yeah, just excited about doing a lot of racing here. You know, it's been 
gosh, a month and a half, pretty much straight of racing. So uh, I think we're all kind of wore out and, and ready for these you know back to back races to kind of come to a close. But um, we've been winning a lot, so that that helps and uh, keeps us all motivated and excited. I know there is a race coming up in a couple weeks out at Lernerville Speedway, the Don Martin Memorial. I know you've won it before. It's a race that means a lot to you. You're going to be able to attend this year. Yeah, I think so. Um, if everything goes as planned, you know things are still up in the air um, with you know, the way the world is right now, so you never know, but um, yeah, we'll see, hopefully. Everybody thinks, you know, Kyle Larson, he's the, the force behind the car, you're the driver, but Paul Silva, can you explain to the listeners just what Paul means to this team? He's taken things that normally on a slick track that Kyle Larson might not be the best, and over the last two weeks, you find something no matter where you go. Yeah, I mean, we've always been really good in the slick, but yeah, I mean, when in the track, the slicker the track gets, the more the mechanic, you know, kind of plays a factor, I feel like. So, um, yeah, Paul is, uh, I believe Paul is the best, and, and we make a really good team. You know, I, I think we both understand that, you know, without each other, we're not we're not as good. So, um, it's been nice to race them now for a long time, and, you know, we've had a lot of success together. One of the things is fans, and I, I think from my standpoint and, and thousands out there, you are such an ambassador to grassroots racing. You were that before, and now the past month and a half that you've been able to race you know, full-time to the small bull rings in Ohio and Indiana and Pennsylvania, Kyle Larson's name's out there each and every night. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I've always had a lot of fun racing dirt stuff, and you know, now I've got more time to do it, so... Um, yeah, we've had a lot of success, and that obviously you'll get your name out there more too. So um, just, you know, like I said, have a lot of fun racing and seeing race fans and, you know, you know my wife has fun selling merchandise and talking to everybody too. So uh, we've been on the road for a while now and, and enjoying our time in our motorhome. So it's been good and, and look forward to more of it. You know, we, we talk about family, and that's such a big sport of, uh, in auto racing. You know, you, you know, with your wife and Owen and your daughter, how special is it to have them with you? Because on a dirt track, it's a more nucleus basis family, and you're there, and they're sharing your fun with you, him climbing on the wing and, and participating in victory lane. He's fully understanding it now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm stressful at times, but, um, you know, it is fun. And, and Owen's, you know, getting to the age where he's paying attention, and you know, we can talk about the race afterwards. And, um, you know, I think he he learns a lot watching. So, um, you know, it's it's fun, like I said. You know, anytime you can have your family close by. You know, a lot of a lot of race car drivers, you know, racing is a tough sport, and, and you know, you're, you're gone away from your families a lot. But, you know, thankfully... Yeah, I'm able to have mine, you know, close with me and uh, enjoying all of our times together. Well, Kyle, congratulations on the win tonight at Sharon Speedway in, in tremendous month, month and a half, and best of luck the rest of the year. Yep, thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, 
located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. For Larnerville, we're going to take uh, a minute and talk to Kim Mollick. You know, Kim, I, I say it every week on the show. For a team to be successful, it's either the wife, the mom, the girlfriend, or the sister. Because the things you have to go through so he can race are incredible. That is entirely accurate, Don. I mean, the sacrifices, the time, and the money. And, you know... George, fellow used to sell racing equipment here, one of his family said, don't get married or die on a race night because George won't be there. <laughs> and how many things you've had to skip because of it. Right. Weddings, graduations, yeah. birthday parties. We'd rather be here than anywhere else. Well, the one good thing about it, he wins a lot. I mean, let's try to imagine how, how life would be if he was running in the back. Yeah, you have a point there. How, how long have you been with this fine gentleman? Since 2000, 2000. September of 2000. Were you a race fan when you met him? Absolutely. My dad and my brother both raced uh, dwarf cars at the time, and that's actually how John and I met. And who's your dad and your brother? Uh, Hank Bauer and Brian Bauer. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. So was he racing a dwarf car? At Deerfield Speedway, yes. Actually, I think he he was in the Mod Light division, which was also racing at the track. Well, you know, I used to tell these guys, you know, someone could drive a Sprint and a Modified, or they could drive a Modified and a Late Model, but he can drive everything. He's been in just about everything since I've known him. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite race win moment uh, since you've been hooked up with John? There's actually two. It's hard to pick between the two. Uh, One was the Pete Bruce Memorial at Deerfield Speedway. Uh, John had driven for Bruce the year before, um, and unfortunately he had passed away. And then John was driving for another owner the following year and actually won the the memorial race for for Pete. So that was probably, that's a big one right there. And then the other one that ties with that is the uh, Red Miley Rumble at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Well, John was right. Your interviews are better than his. (laughs) I'm the talker in the family. (laughs) The key to holding this whole team together, I want to thank you for talking to us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. 
We're talking with John Mollick. John, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Um, you had a win this past Friday at Lernerville Speedway, the first win you've ever had at Lernerville, we'll say in the the modified. You've had some success with the, the crate car and your late model, but uh, how good was it? Uh, there was a couple first that night. Tommy Beck picked up one in, in the late model, and you picked one up in the modified. Yes, it was a good night for us. It was kind of crazy. We almost didn't make it. We had a flat on a trailer, and I almost said to heck with it and turned around just because of the heat and everything. Uh, but my wife said, let's keep going. We'll see how the night goes. Then we get to the track, and we un go and unload the car, and a gentleman beside us, he rolls over his quad, and I uh, was bleeding all over the place, and the ambulance came, and I'm like, oh, is this a sign? Is this a sign? I'm like, oh, boy, I almost put it back in the box and went home. The track for his, the conditions of the weather was really racy last night, smooth, but, you know, a, a pretty substantial cushion and some good heat racing. But for that first initial lap in, in the feature, all heck broke loose. Yeah, I don't know what happened up there. Just uh, on the front, guys, and next thing I know, I seen a big red car right in front of me sideways. I tried to duck up the hill, and the next thing I'm getting hit in the back. It was just a chain reaction there, and everybody got collected. And just we got lucky that we got out of there without a flat tire. Or, you know, we had some damage, but it was just good enough to get the car going around the track. I happened to be in the pits, it, it, an area a little bit below where you parked, and I know some of the other guys, they were coming in, Brian and, and uh, Mike Turner, I mean, substantial damages on the car, and then it was kind of ironic, I, you really can't see because your car is black, and there's not a whole lot of badging on it, it didn't really look that bad from the photos from up in the media center, but then I got down to talk to you after the races, and I, I was helping doing some work on the car, and I was like, holy heck! Yeah, it got chewed up pretty bad. The deck, uh, the roof busted up, the side deck, the inner panel's deck messed up, the headers smashed, uh, tie rod smashed in the front, the axles bent. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, I'm going to have a busy week. Thank goodness you, you had the win because that might offset some of the cost. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what my wife said on the way home. She said, well, at least you didn't pull off. At least you got some money out of the deal. So I said, we got lucky there. So, You know, John... And listeners, we're talking with John Mollick, the driver of the 4J Modified at Lernerville. How special it is to get a win at Lernerville? That seems to be like anybody in Western Pennsylvania, no matter what division you're running in, to pick up a, a win, let alone a first win at the track. Now, you've had some success in other divisions, but to, to finally do it in a Modified, you've been so close over the last few years. Yeah, we've been good there. I think the last four times we raced last year, we had three seconds and a third. So we were rolling pretty good there at the end of the year. Um, and this year, we just uh, missed it a couple of first couple of weeks and uh, kind of put something together. I thought we had a lot better car, but then it got tore up in there in the first lap. But uh, yeah, Lernerville is the place to race around this area. A lot of respect there. Um, just a lot of people go there. And it's a topic of a lot of conversations on the way home. You know, being from Ohio, and you know, things are different from each state. With this crazy situation we have with COVID, generally as a driver, and you also drive the number sixty, the Benz, you know, uh, crate late model at Pittsburgh. You really don't know when you're going to race from week to week, let alone day to day. Yeah, it's kind of iffy here. This Allegheny County here with PMS and the sixty car, everything's kind of up the up in the air week to week as far as if they're going to be locked down or not. I'm kind of actually surprised that we're still racing uh, just because of the stuff that's going on. And the same thing with Lernerville. I mean, just week to week, you don't know what the governor's going to do or what he feels like doing. So, 
John, there's, uh, you know, when we look at the 4J, it's basically the 4J. There's, it, it's you and, and your your wife, Kim, and you got some pit crews if on Friday. Saturday's a different scenario when you're at Pittsburgh. But let's talk about the guys that help you on the, the 4J at Lernerville on the big block. Yeah, my buddy Bob, he's been coming with me for years. He actually lives probably 15, 20 minutes from the track. Um, and he's been the man there with the late model and everything. The guy that I can count on week to week and uh, month to month and year to year. So he loves going racing. So uh, we go to Lernerville. He's there. Saturday, or well, we won't get to Saturday yet, but some of the sponsors that are on the uh, the big block. Uh, right now we got Stan's Transmission on there. we got uh, Pro-X uh, Pressure Washing. Of course, Bicknell's on there, and uh, CC Performance does my motors, and uh, he's done my motors for years uh, with the late model stuff, and now that I'm in the big blocks, uh, he's still a guy to have. Talk about Bob Benz. You know, we're here at, at, at you know, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for the Herb Scott Memorial. As, as a friend and a car owner for the 60, it gives you a lot of opportunities to, to drive uh, you know, a, a high dollar, good quality, you know, great late model. But how beneficial is, the, is a, a confidant to actually help you with the, uh, the big block from time to time? Yeah, he is. Um, he, when he can go, Bob Jr. goes and watches and gives me some little things that I might be missing or see something on the track just because he's been around racing forever. So it's a, it's a good situation. It really helps me out. Um, and obviously with their 60 car, it's, it's a serious operation. They like going racing, and um, we're here to give it another shot tonight. So we see, we, we see you this coming Friday at the Learner Bowl for the Rush uh, Specials? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, we're uh, supposed to be there this Friday with the uh, 60 car, and uh, hope we uh, have a good night here, and uh, we'll go to Pit or Lernerville on Friday. At least that will give you a week to work, or a couple weeks to work on a modify, because after what I saw last night, which you told me, it seems like you're going to need that time. Well, again, John, congratulations on that first win at Lernerville, and best of luck the rest of the season. I thank you guys very much, and I thank all the guys that are out there listening, um, keeping rapping on racing on the air and doing what these guys do. It's not easy catching up with these guys, getting interviews and that, so i got to thank those guys also. Thanks, John. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Adrenaline, cover to cover. Three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication, Dirt Monthly Magazine. You'll get more features, more pictures, and more short track racing action in a new, massive, more than 150-page Dirt Monthly Magazine. Combining the best of Dirt Late Model, Dirt Modified, and Flat Out Magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special Street Stock and Weekend Warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing. Exclusive features, loads of full-color photos, driver interviews, tech articles, and big event recaps, all in the one more than 150-page full-color magazine. For more information, contact 3Wide Media at 888-806-4611 or 3WideMedia.com. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. 
Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Lernerville Speedway, listeners, and one of the things that we like to do throughout the, the season is interview up-and-coming drivers, and this one's going to definitely be an up-and-coming driver. There's a lot of family history there. Levi Yetter, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Very successful go-kart career, and I'm not sure if you're still going to dabble a little bit into that, but at age 14, you're making the big jump up to a super late model. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I just, it's always been a dream, and yeah. So, how did this come about? You know, your uncle, you know, Kenny, Kenny Sheltonbrand, you know, he's been running Lernerville for years and years as the current uh, track champion, and you know, I know your relationship with your uncle, but how did the venture come from the go-karting? You know, you had a successful career in the karting, a lot of wins at Blairsville. I think if I look correctly, between different divisions in the cage and the open, and don't shoot me if my numbers are off, you had like 40 or 45 wins last year, and that's just a lot of racing in a year. Uh, but to go into the late model, especially with all the power that they have and with limited experience, and we'll talk about that because I'm sure your mom and dad are going to make you take baby steps, and uh, yeah. it, 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 it's going to be difficult. So let's tell the listeners how in the beginning of the year you got this car, where the car came from, and, and a little bit of what you're doing on the car, and then we'll just continue. Okay. So I got this car from Davey Johnson. It was his car he ran the one time at PMS. And the, so our plans for this year, we're just going to be practicing. Or we practiced already for a couple of times, but we're, we're going to try to do a heat races, and if I feel comfortable, we might run the feature as well. So basically, you're going to probably maybe – from my perspective, I guess, I'm not telling, you're going to maybe kind of tail the, the, the heat race just to, to feel it out and to make sure that you're not in anybody's way. And then, again, just turn some laps to get seat time. Because on, on any driver, whether you're, you know, your uncle or Chubb Frank or Max Blair, the more you can race and have seat time, the better you get. And obviously you had that with the go-karts because you raced the go-karts like three times you know, on a weekend yeah. constantly. But with the late model, now the few times that you've been out so far, Levi, how did it feel? It's got to be a totally different concept where the go-kart is really low to the ground and it's a different perspective, but now you have this full-body car and, and, and the power that you have in it. Yeah, it's definitely different because every time you go in the corner, it feels like you want to roll over at first. So... When you say we want to roll over, I mean, how's that experience? I mean, I know you want to plant that car, but yeah. when you're talking to your uncle Kenny, how's he, from a driver's standpoint, trying to relate that to you? He's like, say, well, Levi, when you go into the corner, 
you're going to have to let the car roll and, and let it do what it's do. And in a, in a go-kart, you don't have that. So, again, that's going to be your first learning experience. Yeah, that's going to be the big one. Just getting the fuel for the car getting sideways the most because in go-karts, we usually want to keep it straight around the corner. Obviously, with you know, with that rear-wheel drive, it's a little bit different because, like go karts, if you know you're you're functioning off the wheel, you have a much smoother racetrack. And here, you know, like I said, with the, you know, how do you experience the the unlimited horsepower? Because you're going from a little restrictor brake go kart motor to, um, you know, um, I don't know how many horsepower, 500 some horsepower motor under the hood. It's definitely different because when you step on the gas, right when you step on it, your head like falls back, and you like spin the tires and that's never happened to me before and it's definitely completely different than I've ever been used to so other than your uncle Kennedy is there anybody that you go to for advice your mom your dad I mean obviously your mom's a, a moral support yeah. but your dad's helped you so much in, in, in go-kart can he take some of the experience that you he's helped you with the go-kart and maybe with your uncle to bring it to your car yeah he's helped me a ton He's just helping me set up the car, and he's learning as well as I am. Just learning how about the car and what to do with like grooving and all this other stuff about it. So when you when you experiencing something, since your dad doesn't do it, can you go to Kenny and say, you know, Uncle Kenny, I felt this, and I, and I think that's where you're going to learn because you're going to be experiencing everything for the first time, and for someone that's not used to that and. One of the things that you know, Don Gamble and I, we always said, you look at some of the successful drivers out there. Um, Mike Pager came from go-karts. Uh, Max Blair raced go-karts. A lot of these guys ran go-karts because you got that feeling. Now, a lot of them go into the sprint car. A.J. Flick won for sure. But um, just that overall, that feeling, the quickness and the steering has got to be something that you're going to take a while to get used to. Yeah, it's going to be a while. And then also, we got power steering in late models, and we never had that in go-karts, so it's definitely really different than go-karts. Power steering, believe me, will be your best friend. If you ever yeah. lose it, you'll find out real quick. Yeah. But, Levi, let's talk about some of, again, since this is your maiden voyage, and you're, you're going to just basically try to get some seat time, let's talk about your sponsors. I've seen the car. It's a sharp-looking car. Let's talk about the number and the sponsors on it. Yeah, um, McCudgeon... I'd like to thank them for buying all my go-kart stuff because that's who we sold all of it to. And I also thank the Nature's Depot and Bachman Trucking for helping us get the car ready. The motor, I think, from what I understand, uh, the motor your uncle helped build. Yeah, my uncle helped. He gave me a motor to use to run the for a little while, and we might buy it. But he also helped us put together completely, and I'd like to thank him as well. You had a real nice article in the Butler Eagle the other day, both you know you and your career uh, in the go-karts and now in the late models, and then your Uncle Kenny is the current Learnerville champion. Uh, other than you know those sponsors, I'm sure you want to give a big shout-out to Mom and Dad. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I know your dad is probably taking this pretty easy but i think mom you know watching your grandfather race and then you know watching her brother kenny race now you know her baby's in a race car a little bit different yeah. perspective yeah she's a, i see her get nervous all the time with my uncle and i'm not i'm not too sure what she's like while i'm out there so i hope she's okay well levi we're going to look forward to seeing you mature and 
you know, tag those heat races and, you know, perhaps as your confidence builds up, maybe by the end of the season, you know, get into a feature and actually get the race with some of these guys. Uh, it's a big learning curve, but I'm sure with your experience and the help of your family, it's going to be a successful one. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna help me through a lot. And also, like, before I was used to winning all the time or most of the time in go-karts. Now I got to get, like, reset all my, like, career again in late balls and start from the bottom and go back up. I'll ask you this one last question before we complete the interview. With the season that we've had with all the COVID and things like that, if you could set one goal that you would like to accomplish, whether it be something perhaps racing a heat race and finishing, uh, if you can tell me that, that's fine. If not, then we'll just look forward to seeing what you, what you accomplish the rest of the year. Yeah, I like to race a feature this year. And maybe got a top 10. And that's probably like my big main goal for the year. Well, hey, if you don't have goals and you don't shoot high, you'll never achieve them. Well, Levi, it's great to have you on Rapping and Racing. And myself and Don Gamble will keep abreast of your situation while we're here at Lernerville. We wish you the best of luck in 2020. Thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by number one Cochrane Automotive. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochrane when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochrane.com. Lernerville Speedway is the action track with racing every Friday night from April to October. 
Thousands of loyal fans flock to Don Martin's Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, PA. The excitement of watching drivers and their machines compete on a super-fast dirt track is exhilarating and habit-forming. Weekly shows include 410 Sprint Cars, Super Late Models, Big Block Modifieds, and Pro Stocks. Special events feature the World of Outlaw Sprints, the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup, the World of Outlaws Late Model Firecracker 100, Steel City Stampede Modified Tour, Enduros, Kids Bike Races, Demo Derbies, and bus races. Make your plans to visit the action track on Friday nights. Gates open at 5 with racing at 7.30. Lernerville Speedway! And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. We're at Lernerville Speedway. We're going to take a minute and talk to Cy Lynch. Uh, got the 42 here at the track and uh, what's the plan? Yeah, we, uh, we brought the 42 out uh, for uh, test and tune for the Silver Cup on Tuesday. You know, the Silver Cup's always been a uh, very important race for my family. And, uh, you know, not running at all at Lernerville this year. I uh, heard a lot of stories that the track's a little bit different. I've been watching lap times while I've been on the road. And, you know, I can see that the lap times are different. So, uh, you know, we got to try some new things and, uh, you know, see if we can find some speed for, for Tuesday. I had the pleasure of being the on-track announcer the, the night your dad beat the Outlaws, and I couldn't believe it. Everybody in the stands, the ones that liked him, the ones that didn't like him, what a lot of noise and cheering and hollering. Wouldn't be nothing nicer than to have you pick up a win in one of these big sprint car races. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, that... That was my dad's most uh, prized win, and you know, but it also took the most work for you know all the build up to it, and even in the years after. I mean, it just uh, takes a ton of work. It takes a lot of uh, knowledge, and and you've got to be on top of your game. So, uh, if we can do all those things correctly, and and if we can have a good night of racing with a little bit of luck on our side, I think it is you know anything's possible. So, uh, we're just trying to to do our homework and do all the hard work first, and then uh, you know the results will come. You know, with the situation being what it is and this COVID uh, BS, uh, I guess your schedule's kind of up in the air. You just have to determine on a Monday what's available for the weekend. Yeah, that's absolutely true. A week ago, I was, you know, heavy into Ohio Speed Week. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks before, I was down in Tennessee. So literally every week, we've just been kind of by the book, you know, where are we going this weekend and uh, everything like that, you know. So we're, we're definitely on a on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. And, um, you know, I mean, to be completely honest with you, we don't even know where we're racing uh, tomorrow or Sunday. So, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely day by day and uh, 100% because of the coronavirus and also because of weather. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll play it by year for sure. Well, on your car, let's talk about the people helping you out. Yeah, I, I uh, am very honored to, to have Mesitis Motorsports still on board with us. Uh, we have All American Framers on board with us. We have Tomo Meat Market on board with us, Blair Construction, uh, Grumpy's Pizza, Diesel Snow and Landscape. So we do have some great, uh, great partners that still support me in the 42. And, um, you know, they, they really do... Uh, they take pride in it, and I think everyone's really loved what we've done with the car this year. We did a little bit of a modern throwback look to my dad's car, a little bit of neon looks and stuff like that. So um, I think it's all tied really well together, still keeping the 42, which is what I've, you know, wanted to start making a trademark on. And, um, you know, it's all, everything's been great. So, you know, we've uh, been trying to make the most out of uh, the goofiness of 2020. How about your crew? How about a little shout out to your crew? Yeah, the the crew, man, they've, uh, you know, a lot of people come up and down the pits and we definitely have the youngest crew in in the entire pit area. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. They've worked hard. 
Um, you know, my stepbrother Noah, he's 17 years old. Uh, have uh, Jordan Weaver, who I graduated with, uh, Sean Swartzlander, which I stole him from, uh, you know, the Swartzlander Modified Group, and uh, Zane Reese, who's been a family friend for many years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all been very close knit. You know, we still have Eric Wilmendorf with, uh, you know, whenever he helped my dad, he's uh, he's actually getting married in a in a week. So, uh, you know, he's had a very busy year. But and then, you know, my dad is a phone call away. So uh, he's definitely taught me the most as far as uh, as far as what I know now and, and uh, you know, how we've taken such big leaps in such a short amount of time. All right. Well, Cy Lynch, we're glad to see you here at Learnerville tonight. Hope the test works out and you have a good run tonight and Tuesday. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? The 39th edition of the National Speedway Directory Book has info on over 1,200 racing facilities. Detailed information with addresses, exact directions, phone numbers, websites, nights of operation, and types of racing are included in this handy paperback book. There are also listings for sanctions, publications, museums, and schedules. The National Speedway Directory is essential in planning vacations and race outings in advance. The fourth edition of the History of America Speedways has updated information on over 9,000 auto racing facilities that have existed since the dawn of the automobile. There is data on the town they were located, various names, sizes of each track, and years operated. This hardcover book covers oval tracks, road courses, and drag strips, and has photos spread throughout. For more information on these two must-have books, call 847-853-0294 or order online at speedwaysonline.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're talking with Greg Satterley. We're at Lernerville Speedway during the Firecracker weekend. Greg, welcome to Rapid on Racing. It's been quite some time since we've had you on. In this crazy year of the pandemic and COVID, if for our local guys, and you're one of the guys, we'll say you're a local person, but you're going to venture out. You'll go, you went down to Florida, you'll follow either the Outlaw Tour or the um, Lucas Oil Tour. And for, we'll say, someone that doesn't do it really full-time, but for our racers, with the investments we have in these vehicles now, it's difficult to, to go maybe to a local track for a twelve to $1,500 show you guys need to be out, and they will take like Chris Zuber's series, where you got to pay a minimum of three thousand to go and race. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's spot on of kind of what you're not what we're, everyone's dealing with, but you know if you want to try to 
cover some of your expenses to race every night you know ideally you want to be racing for at least three grand uh you know the local shows you know every that's all good and everything that just to travel any amount of distance and you know to race for a small purse is just not uh it's just not very appealing so um but there's lots of pretty good regional options out there and you know series like chris zuver has on and the uh you know the ultimate northeast uh some of the series like that do offer, you know, three and five thousand to win races, and they're in, you know, within three or four hours of where we work out of. And those seem to, you know, they're 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 really nice for for racers like me and you know Bob Ziegler here who will park beside and just you can go to those races and make some money. You know, we talked about this before the interview, Greg. This year, the uncertainty of who's going to be open, when they're going to be open, how long they're going to be open, trying to do a schedule for a driver. And again, I had the same conversation with Mason. It's just like, fortunately for you guys, you're not committed to anything. And it's just, you got to do what's best for you because, like you said, to sit, and it's every driver. I've been talking with Max and David Scott. You can't go to the calendar and say, okay, on such and such a day, I'm going to be there because this year, the calendar, there is no calendar. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, our schedule right now, we're, we plan it about a week out, you know, and people ask me where we're going to be here or be there and, you know, a s- certain date. And, you know, I tell them, I don't even know where we're going to be next weekend right now just because, you know, there, there are schedules that are out and there's racetracks that have committed their bigger races to certain dates. But even, you know, what I... Well, this race two weeks ago, we didn't I didn't know, know this, this was, was going to be. Here. I was pretty much sure this race. Uh, we ordered T-shirts to sell on Friday because they had just finally put like a flyer or a press release out that they were actually having it. And so that was that was one week ago today. So yeah, that's it's like that. You know, next weekend I know that there's some Lucas shows in Ohio that we might hit, but the week after that, I, I don't even know where we're going to be just because the the schedules are kind of up in the air. So. Traditionally, for this race, it's a for the finale. It's a hundred lap race, Greg. And you know, from a driver's standpoint, never having raced the super late model, I'm assuming your approach has to be a lot different in pacing yourself for what's not going to be 50 laps versus 100 because it's a different strategy, tire-wise, so on and so forth. Plus, with these last two nights, you have a, a good 48 car field, and with a 25-lap feature, both we had one Thursday night and on Friday night, you got to be all out because it's just that's where you got to be good to get your position for the Saturday race. Yeah, I think the tire, um, your, your tire selection might be a little bit different, being that we're only going to be going 50 laps instead of 100. Uh, the track's definitely different this year than it's ever been before, so I don't know if tire wear is going to be what. What it has been here the last few years, it looks like they've resurfaced it, and it's definitely a, a, a way, way, way better racetrack than what they've had here in the, the last couple of years. So, um, but yeah, 50 laps. I mean, it's a, it's going to be twice as long as these preliminary races, but I mean, you're going to have to go when they drop the green, and I'd say it's going to be a pretty fast, hard race in 50 laps. I mean, the 100 lap races, you kind of pace yourself, and you know, you got to have a little patience and at least get through the first 50 and not not kill your tires and stuff. But I would say this year. Just given on the track conditions last night, it's going to be uh, elbows up, pretty pretty aggressive racing 50 laps. One of the things you happen to notice, Greg, is they did put a new surface down right at the end of the stampede, or right before the stampede last year, had all winter to cure out. And 
I've noticed for the first two races so far this year, tra traditionally the last couple of years, you have not even seen a cushion. And right now, in true Lernerville fashion, there's a cushion up there. And when the cushion's up there, the track is extremely fast, maybe sometimes too fast. Yeah, it was really fast last night. And I, I don't know if many people uh, really acknowledged how good the racetrack was. I mean, there was passing all over it. I mean, that was... I unfortunately got to watch it because uh, we just weren't very good and had some had some issues. We were they were hindering us all night, but uh, the track was awesome. I mean, it really was. It was good. There was cars all over it. You could pass. It was smooth. Um, so the track crew definitely did a good job. And you know, hats off to them for getting the surface back to I think more of a historic Lernerville cushion, fast and. It's awesome when it's like that. Yeah, Dan Bauman and the crew did a tremendous job. We, you know, typical firecracker fashion. We had to have rain at least someday, and it looks like <laughs> obviously we had a Thursday, and we're doing this interview on Friday, and Saturday's not looking too much better. This might look like it might be a four-day show, but Greg, you know, just in conclusion, uh, other than you know, just hit and hit and miss, uh, any particular races that the 22 team zeroing in on. Uh, you know, this one's always won just because it's close to home, and this is the biggest, closest race. Uh, but, you know, just the the tracks we really like going to. Port Royal has a 50,000 to win race scheduled at the end of August. Uh, I definitely going to have my eye on that one. Just uh, we racing out in that area a good bit, you know, Port Royal and some of the other central PA tracks. So probably definitely that one, maybe more than any of the other ones. But Pittsburgh is always fun to go to. You know, we've been pretty competitive in that. And the World 100, uh, you know, that's... That's just the biggest race of the year for, uh, for our late models. So um, primarily probably those ones. And, you know, every race we go to, I guess, you know, we got to show up 100% and, you know, be, a, you know, as fast as we can be because, you know, the competition these days is pretty stout. A regional race, you know, a, a series touring race, there's just a lot of good cars. So, I mean, it shows last night there was 48 cars here, and we were we weren't off a ton, but it was enough that, you know, I was watching the features, so we've got to just be on top of your game everywhere you go. I think one thing I, I, I took from last night's race is, you know, you have the guys that are the Bloomquist, uh, the Maddens that are on the tour on a regular basis, but I think a lot of times when these guys come into Western Pennsylvania's or Navy Central PA, the quality of late models is very stout, and like you said last night, with 48 cars, there wasn't too many that uh, were behind the eight ball. No, I mean, there's, really, you can go anywhere, you know, in the country, and there's always a, a stout regional field of cars that, you know, show up for their, you know, represent their area, so, but yeah, we have good cars around here, you know, if you go down south, there's good cars, you go, you know, out in the Midwest, they have good cars, but, you know, the touring guys, you know, they do it for a living, they do it probably more than any of the, the regional racing guys, so they're, you know, they're on top of their game when they unload anywhere they go, but, uh, it's good to see, you know, regional guys have success against the touring guys. And, you know, that's guys like us that try to, you know, come in here and hold our ground. So, um, I guess, you know, I wouldn't say I guess call Max a local, but a regional car won last night. So, hopefully we can, uh, we can do that tonight. Greg, you talked about, uh, you know, some shirts that are coming out. Let's talk about some of the sponsors that are on the number 22 car. Uh, yeah, definitely everyone that makes this possible. Uh, Kaiser Manufacturing, Classic Inc., Valvoline, Rocket Chassis, uh, Integra Shocks. Uh, 
Hoosier Tire, Kaiser Wheels, All About Wraps. Uh, some of the product sponsors we have Hoosier Tire, AFCO Brakes, uh, Cla uh, Classic Ink, they do our shirts. Just everyone that makes this possible. Uh, you know, my family, Crew Chief Robbie, uh, Tire Guy Drew, John, who helps drive the truck when we're going away, and uh, just everyone that helps. It's a, it's a team effort, and you know, it's not all one guy doing it or one, you know, one person fueling this fire. So it's, uh, it's a team effort. And, Thanks to everyone that makes it possible. Speaking of family, how have you had the opportunity, since you've had a couple wins early this year, to get Prudence in victory lane? Prudence was in victory lane uh, two weeks ago at Port Royal, so she was excited. I, She was standing there when I got out of the car. She was, uh, I don't think she was the first one on the stage, but she was she was standing there waiting for me when I got out of the car, so that's really cool. Uh, Big dad moment, huh? Yeah, yeah, she she knew what was going on. She was talking about it all night. That she got her picture taken and her dad won, so that... That makes it a lot more fun and enjoyable, you know. Uh, she got a lot of excitement out of it, so that 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 made it a little bit more special. Greg, if someone will want to reach out to uh, the website or your Facebook page, where's the best? And if someone wants to get some Saturday swag, where can you do it at? Uh, you can go online. Um, ben Shelton with MSR Mafia does our website. Um, and thanks to those guys for taking care of that. They're always on top of that. Uh, but it's gregsatterly.com. I got an online store there. There's pictures. I usually have my schedule on there, and I've I probably been struggling to keep them up to date with that just due to the circumstances. So that's kind of week to week. But uh, gregsatterly.com. Or if you guys are here at the race this weekend, we're selling shirts in the grandstands. My wife's up there. Uh, we got new apparel from Classic Inc. that we just got yesterday. So, uh, you know, thanks to all the fans for supporting us you know buying apparel and coming and watching us race and uh that's another part of this whole thing that makes it happen is the is all the fan base so yeah the fans have been wonderful throughout this well greg it's been great talking to you we'll wish you the best during the weekend and i'm sure we'll see you at somewhere at one of the local tracks the rest of the year yeah thanks for having us on there and uh thanks you guys for you know always having a good racing show for all these years and uh hopefully we can talk again thanks greg thank you are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
Race fans, this is Scott Bloomquist, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Now we'll get back to the show. Here he comes out of the course. Give a round of applause. Daniel Angelico in victory lane in the JT's Tool. Royal Purple Synthetic Oil. A&A Cycle Sport. Rocket. Daniel, congratulations. Uh, first crate win of the year. And uh, you ran this car, what, one time earlier this year, and you made the big race up in Lernerville and went to take a green and the ignition burned off. So tonight a little better night, I'd say. Yeah, much better night. Uh, we picked a little harder tire, kind of hurt us, you know, with all those long cautions and whatnot. But, you know, I, I, I hate to get taking a win like that, but I kind of saw it coming there the last couple of restarts. That, you know, they were getting pretty aggressive, but, you know, sometimes you got to take my get them. Hey, not a bad night. You picked up the heat race. Car so fast, it's trying to get away from us. Picked up the heat race win earlier tonight. Good night, and that's what you were looking for. You you focus on the super late. The crates were fun, and this has to be a fun night, especially with uh, your two little boys here and your wife in Victory Lane. No, this is definitely special to get you know both my boys in Victory Lane for the first time, and uh, you know getting a victory. You know, I, I live seven minutes over the hill. I've always wanted to win here, and my dad won here, so this is this is a special win. And, and that's one thing we talk about here at La Trobe. This is grassroots, but it's family racing. And here's a prime example. You were probably about that age when your dad was winning. Yeah, no, I, was, I don't think I was around when he was running still. But, uh, no, this is, this is a special one for sure. Hey, now it's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helps make your racing possible. I got a lot of people. Obviously, my family, my wife, and two kids for uh, putting up with all the time it takes. And, you know, my whole crew, Kevin, Jeff, Mike. Uh, my dad, my brother, my mom, everyone that, you know, gives us a hand. Uh, Royal Purple Synthetic Oils, they do a ton for us. JT Tools. Uh, door, uh, try, look here. A&A Cycles. A&A Cycles. W Construction. You know, I'm sure I'm missing someone, but everyone that gives us a hand, it, uh, it means a lot. Race fans, let's give a round of applause for a local driver himself. Daniel Angelico in victory lane after breaking Braden Dillinger's three-race winning streak. It's hard to believe, Dave, how much was stacked into tonight's show. A lot of nice interviews from you and Lenny and some of the others. Uh, wow. I hope the fans are enjoying this as much as we are. I'm enjoying it. And one thing I think some of the listeners will hear is not only, you know, we love doing what we do, but and I think the, I know the fans do, but it's really, when you hear the comments from the drivers, Don, it means a lot to what we do, and not only to ourselves, but the other people, the Chuck Bollingers that are out there, you know, promoting the, the sport of auto racing, and we love doing it. Sometimes, you know, we don't get a whole lot of rest, but in the end, it puts a smile on my face. As always, we want to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, number one Cochrane Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Lernerville Speedway, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Mead Market. And I want to thank our reporters, Lenny Padicki, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, Mike Lisikoski, Jim Zufall, and especially Dave Oliveri for so many excellent interviews. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, Aaron Zufall, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. 
Jennerstone Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it.